like my dreams got to reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and it's so deep Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Yo, it's Pastor Phil, and we are here again with our great co-host in the midst, in the building. We got, you know, a, a, a surprise for you with one of our co-hosts. Yo, what's up? It's Pastor Jay here. Got yes, to be sir. back on the mic. What's up, everybody? And yo, what's good? This is your boy DJ Ruckus back in the building. Happy and- to be here. And, and there's a young brother we've been waiting on. Yes, you saw him on PBS, WTTW. That's right. Uh, um, the Welcome Back episode of That's My Mama. Right now, brother DJ Rock On. What's up, everybody? Yo, this is DJ Rock On. To break it down. <laughs> you know, we got two doctors in the building. We got Dr. J and we got Dr. T. Uh, that are working on their doctor degrees. And so we're honored that uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Rockon could be with us in the building finally. And we got a special guest, young brother from the neighborhood, who, who we know and love, been working with for a long time. Chuck, say, say, up to the, say what's up to the people. Uh, hello, everybody. What's going on? We're going to hear more uh, uh, from Chuck throughout the show. The show is called Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. And we had a period of time where we talked about hip-hop and the influence of hip-hop. We had great artists come through and rhyme and talk about hip-hop's influence in their life. And then we had a conversation about the church and what does the church mean? What do we mean when we say that? We had some great dialogue. I hope you didn't miss any of those shows. Uh, But man, just really uh, taking a real close look at the church and what do we mean by that? Now we're talking about our second show dealing with the streets. What do we mean? The streets. We got to go straight hood with it. The streets. (laughs) The streets. You know what I'm saying? The streets. Off the corner. Off the corner. And a lot of people have different perspectives when they think about the streets. And, you know, we live in a society where um, you get these news blasts of only what is what, what bleeds, what, right? What leads, what bleeds, leads is what they say in the news world. Right. And what leads, bleeds gives a judgment that those people, quote unquote, are vicious. They're untouchable. They're mean. Clutch your purse and all those kind of stereotypes. Right. And oftentimes that trickles into the church and the people of God. When I mean church, I'm talking about universal church. I'm talking about the body of Christ, the people of God. They tend to stray away from uh, what they're uncomfortable around, right? And so you don't find oftentimes people who are of faith going into the streets unless it's coming with a cross, like I'm getting the demon out of you, right? I'm praying for you. I'm coming. You got to come to me the way I'm most comfortable. And until that's the case, you ain't coming to me, right? And so cats on the block are like, get the boop away from me because you're not, you're not really real. Plus, what you're talking about is not relevant to what I'm going through. And so today we're talking about the streets. Last we had uh, three with us. You don't go by brother three, but three uh, who was rapping about uh, Chicago and has some great dope insight about the church and his own journey. we got another young brother, a little younger than three in his 20s, uh, young brother who's had a great journey and God has took him on several different ways and, you know, protected and guided his life. And we're going to share and have different questions about the streets. And uh, and he's going to give uh, some insights around uh, his own journey. So, Chuck, just share with us a little bit about, you know, what a part of your journey about the streets, you know, where and when did you believe like you got caught up with the streets? Um, I actually started kind of at a younger age. That's why today I'm in a different space now. Um, I was maybe about 
12, 11 maybe. Um, I stayed with my grandmother. I didn't really have, my parents were not around. So, you know, once you don't have anyone to discipline you and hold you accountable for things, you, you kind of gravitate towards the streets and you know it's no, no real consequences of you being young because they don't send you to prison or jail. They just give you, take you to the Audi home and you're signed right out uh, as long as a dope can come get you. You don't even have to tell your mom. So it was kind of easy back then, you know. Wow, wow. So when you uh when you said that that's 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 interesting. That's 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 great insight right there. Um when you were twelve, what was pushing against you on the other side not to go in the streets? Was there anything I mean I know I know you talk about parents weren't there and things like that, but when you were twelve, was there anything else, you know, was was the grandparents' ear strong enough? I mean their voice strong enough or their influence or sports? Was there anything that, that you just said, I'm gonna push away from that because this is more what I want to do. Um, yeah, it was sports for me, actually. I played football, but the streets got a hold of me before I can make it to any college. I caught a gun case before I was able to graduate high school. About how old were you at that time? Um, I was 18. So so there's just that little piece right there. How did the streets get a hold of you? Like, help people understand who may not know nothing about the streets. Like, we understand that language, right? What's we, the we, draw? What yeah. pulls you into yeah. the streets? Um, well, I, my, my parents weren't around, and my grandmother had went blind, so mm. I didn't really – It was she couldn't tell what I was doing or she couldn't really discipline me. So um, I was just out in the streets doing what I could, trying to make some money so I could – provide for myself, have nice football cleats like the other guys and things like right. that. And doing those things, I got caught on the block. And when you're on the block, you have to carry a gun so you can't get, you won't get robbed. And sometimes you, that's how ops and stuff like that come about. What's an op? Um, someone who doesn't like you, opposition. An opposition to who you affiliated with, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Um, thank you. I, I'm just helping people understand it. So Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's deep, though. So, no money, parents aren't around, grandma is going through the, the trends, I mean, the, the, the health issues with blindness, right? And then she can't have resources, doesn't have enough resources to get you things. You going to school, just want to be a regular guy. It's a, it's a guy who can play with the, with the shoes that you want to play with. And knowing if you don't come up in there with them, there's going to be a situation, they're going to start snapping on you, whatever the case is, or you won't be able to be as as player strong and so just normal human stuff that right. we all go through like I, I you know I want to I want to I want my brakes fixed in my car I'm in the car today people ride me about my brakes I'm like just trust Jesus right so the, the 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 thing is the reality of that human issue and nobody else to give another support back right. cause you to look for that I'm saying that to help people understand man yeah. that's a freaking really human thing that, that we deal with yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah now I got a question for you uh what was the church for you in in during that time, what was your relationship with the church like? Um, I actually, I started off going to church pretty younger, but it was like, it took a turn once my grandmother did get blind, like mm. she wasn't really forcing it on us. So that's when I kind of gravitated towards the streets more. Now tell me what you did at church. You know that step team. Say say what it was. <laughs> say what it was, Chuck. Say what it was. Come on. Yeah, I was on the uh, drill team for the uh, church convention, and <laughs> I actually learned the uh, scripture that stuck with me. And it's Spit like, it. Uh, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hey. Bars. Man, bars. For real. Bars. Man, that's why I brought that up, man. That's why I brought that up. I need to see a picture of you and that drill team. Now, how, how, old, how old were you doing the drill team? I was about eight or nine back wow. then. All right, so eight or nine, 
and then 13, you, you, you migrated towards the streets, right? Yeah. So when you migrated towards the streets, did the church come looking for you? No, they actually didn't. No. Wow. So the people you so people knew you in the church. It wasn't just that they knew grandma. They knew who you were to grandma, right? Yeah, but we actually we went to church out south though. We went to church. That's I think it was safe. Like it's that's safe it, out that, south. That's everything right yeah. there. It's safe on the south side of Chicago. That's everything right there. Yeah. But so you were you you west, but you going south. Yeah. So there was yeah. no real personal connection. Yeah. Or, or no community. No, it, it actually was though. My grandmother was like the co-pastor, but no mm. one actually came to check on her either. So wow. it was it was kind of yeah, it was kind of ugly. Yeah, that's an interesting connection, though. Yeah. Like a connection between like a young man who started in church, had a church background, which should be a community background, somebody right. looking out for you, grandmother, a co-pastor, and then when things go bad, the church is absent. So I, I just love to ask you, you know, like as someone whose story has taken all these twists and turns and that, if you were to say to yourself, like what you wish would have happened in that season of your life, um, as far as people looking out for you, what would it look like for someone to have really reached out to you, like from the church or some other space? What would it have looked like? Oh, man, I think I'm just I never even thought about that question. But thinking about it now, I think I probably wouldn't have had so many bumps in the road knowing that I had a support and someone who was really, you know, there for us. And if they would have pushed the issue to show me that they were there for my grandmother, that would have that would have gave me respect times mm -hmm. 10. So, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to ask you a question, Chuck. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? So this is DJ Rock. There he goes, y'all. There he's back again. Got the rock on. Glad to be back. God, let me y'all. Um, my question, Chuck, is what what were your friends that were in the street with you? What was their perspective on the church? You know, their attitude toward the church. Um, even when you were in the church and then you were out of the church, what were their? How did they feel? Their perspective on the church. I mean, they didn't feel any way about me going to church because we all knew it was something that I had to do going with my grandmother. Like if they spent the night on Saturdays, they would have to get up and go to church. So mm. it was it wasn't no pressure or anything like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, it's it, it, I, it in a in a real almost natural instinctive way, recognizing folks weren't coming for your grandma to check on her. That's almost like like an instinctive um, you know, awareness of the disconnect, right? And and the lack of care indirectly. Like if you said it, you said it, like if they would if they would have came through, picked her up, picked y'all up, we went to co-pastor to be back, they would have recognized, hey, you know, he's not around. He's what is he doing now? Hey, get him off the street. We, oh, you need some shoes? It might have been some things that folks would have gravitated towards. You know what I'm saying? That would have created more community in the midst of that, right? Saying that, right, church on the street, church on the block. We got to have and be in community with each that's other. Right. Yep. That's right. I mean, I love even hearing this phrase. Um, the phrase that, that Chuck just said was, I would have had respect for them times Ooh. 10. So it's even like them not caring for grandma made him lose respect for church. So now when you're on the block and you you know Philippians 4.13 and you know God loves you, but God's people ain't showed you no love, you don't, that's not even your first like inclination to go to them. Hey, I need some cleats. If he'd have had their love, he'd have said, yo, can somebody in the church hook me up with some nice cleats so I don't have to be out here on the block? But when you don't have that inclination because you don't respect them, then you know it just Man. goes to show the disconnect. Or, yeah. or, or if somebody from the church was supporting Chuck, right, and they go into Chuck's games and they see that yo Chuck needs some cleats, yo, like let's 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 all pitch in, yeah. you know what I mean, and 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 get 
Chuck what he needs. You know what I'm saying? That that it seems that was missing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reality of having um, a real uh, uh, indirect awareness of all of that just it just blows me. I, I say that because that's a a natural thing. Like like it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of like a theological perspective. Right. Like I'm, I'm I'm eight. I'm you know I'm understanding that theologically that we're not going to any more stepping show. And the church <laughs> must be bogus. It's, it is it's an eight thing. It's like yes. anybody showing up. You know, and, and, and stuff is missing at the home. I need to make this happen. Um, so I say that just continue because I want people to understand, man, the young cats we serve, know and love the cats on your neighborhood. They regular human beings. They don't have two heads. They don't you know, they don't have their head don't spin around. They're not aliens. They don't have a green, right. you know, uh, uh, hair. Well, they may have green hair, but they may. You know, the whole situation is these are human beings and recognizing even Chuck's backstory. Wow, maybe there's somebody in my spot. Yeah. I could say, yo, Shorty, you need some cleats, man. I see you walk around. Mm-hmm. You know, the new movie came out, Rise, about Jaganas in there, yes. right? Yeah. I can't mess their name up all the time. They switching ones. Yeah. They switching shoes. Yeah. They getting dogged out by the cats on the spot, right? But they killing these cats. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be killed no more, so they ain't going to buy you some shoes. I mean, they, didn't hand, they, they didn't even give no hand down. I'm just saying, some simple thing. Yeah. yeah, you could do, man, at your church, at your block, at your community, where you could just love on cats in such a way where they like, dang, I'm, I am valuable, Dad. Government, I need to be in that, and I could have turned the corner a whole different kind of way, man, and being able to know that there is uh, that reality of, of your own world instead of walking by cats. I know so many cats who are walking the whole other side of the street just because. <laughs> Uh, they don't want to talk to the cats, you know, yeah. that, that are right there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that leads me to a question. So, Chuck, I got a question based on that, L. Like, so since you didn't, you're saying like there was a disconnect between you and church growing up. I think that's a big, big, big point that we need our audience to hear that there was a beginning of some of this as a disconnect with the community of God's people that was supposed to be caring for you. Mm. But what did you get in return from the streets? Were there people there who were looking out? Were there people who were drawing you in? Like, can you talk to a little bit about that? Yeah, there were actually people who were looking out, and there were also people who were just looking out for themselves, who were telling me to do things that wouldn't benefit me at all, only them. So you have to be able to decipher the people who are actually there to help you and the people who have to finesse you when you're in the streets, because if you don't know, then they'll just take, they'll pull you all the way in. That's, that's two points. Two points, right? You said there's people there to help you because uh-huh. they know you, love you, know your grandma, whatever backstory, the history they have with you as a friend, friend. But they, they in this life, too, they want to make sure you're good. But then there's other cats there just to get over on you yeah. so they can get over on, get what they got to get, too. Yeah, for sure. Man, it takes some wisdom to discern it, too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Some cats may not make it out of either one of them joints, that's right? right? That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Man, man. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's reality. So, look, we are here with our great, uh, uh, host, co, great co-host, hosts all together uh, with uh, Church on the Block, and we're gonna come right back. We're gonna come right back and talk to Chuck and our other co-hosts right after this. We'll be right back with Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Four. Come back with us. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. I'm here with my great co-host, Pastor Jay. What's up? DJ Ruckus. DJ Rock on. What up, what up? And we are here with a great young man, Chuck, who has shared you know, his heart and his story and hopefully has brought some light to you listening about what the mindset is of human beings 
who have backstories and what situation may have caught them um, to move away from their purpose, right? So they're not walking in, their, in authority on the strength of their character. Uh, so, Chuck, you stopped and talked about that your first gun charge was at, at 18. What, what What's the rest of the story from there? Um, I caught the first one at 18. Um, I think I was 20 years old later when I was allegedly uh, accused for two attempt murders, but I actually beat those. That that came about, I actually took over like a big brother role in, on my block in my neighborhood, and I was just trying to make sure that the younger guys up under me were, were okay. And so my name got to like kind of ringing a lot of bells and people thought I was the guy to get to be. So they they put um, they allegedly said I did a shooting that I didn't do to like get me sentenced to a lot of time. But with God's grace, um, I made it up out of there and I beat the case. And um, I caught another gun case, though, uh, like really shortly after, because the guys who put the case on me were still looking for me because they thought I was going to be gone and them thinking I'm the guy to get, they they were looking for me. So I got caught up with another gun case, like pretty much right after I, I got a, I got out for the attempt murders. So when you caught that other gun case, it was because your own safety, right? Yeah. You, you carrying a gun because of what they saying on the block, right? Yeah, for sure. And creating a way in which you don't um, get caught up in situations that way, right? Yeah, for sure. What, um, what does that mean when you talk about your name ringing out on the block? What does that mean? Um, like whenever something goes on, they they say Chuck done it. So mm. once 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 you get a, a, a reputation. reputation for being a not so good guy, people don't people don't like that. So they want to try to get you out the way before they figure you do something to them. Wow, how hard is that to keep that up in your own mind? Like at your age at that time. Was there a thrill in it to keep that up? Was it like was it was it like I got to keep this name like this to keep people off of me or off of others? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, to make sure that me and the guys younger than me were okay, that people wouldn't come through and like try to harm us or anything like that. Okay, okay. We have um, one more one more one more thought I have. Unless the reality of of um, a turning point for you was what from all of that my turning point to me um like straightening up yeah yeah um I, I had a friend get killed when we were all like really doing good like like not in the streets anymore we're, we're trying not to be uh we got a job and once we got the job the guy got he, he actually got killed in front of the job so that that was a, a a pretty big deal breaker for me you know yeah 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 now, did you ever did you ever spend any time in, in prison, Chuck? Yeah, twice for both of the gun cases. That was how did that affect you? Uh, Stateville kind of wore me down. Gotcha. That place uh, it's twenty three. It's it's they supposed to be twenty three and one, but you're locked in the cell twenty four hours out of the day. Um, they barely feed you. They feed you just enough to survive, and it's like it's it's, it's no it's it's no place for anyone really. When you came out of there, it was like, I ain't going back that way no more. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. For sure. So, Chuck, I want to know, I got to, you know, a lot of people are talking, right? Yeah. Right now in Chicago, our young people, they're going nuts. They're going crazy. Carjackings, nonstop shootings in, 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 in the communities. You know, we just had a situation with a young person getting killed on our on our CTA. And everybody's asking questions like, well, why is this happening? Why, why is 
Why are the young people constantly shooting each other? Uh, how come they can't just squash it? Can you help us understand the psychology, the thinking behind beefs in, with, with the groups and the trauma that comes along with losing a friend and everything else and the thoughts associated with it? Yeah, um, I think the the beefs come from friends um, nitpicking and start. It really comes from nothing. Things that can be talked about, that can be settled. But mm. the young guys here, they they're they're off drugs and they have so much trauma to where their their only resolution is to go and pick up a gun. That's that's that that they know of. So it's really like. It's not. It's not about anything. But once the blood is shed, like someone loses someone that they're close to, like an everyday friend, then it's like a complete, a complete uh, 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 cycle that's just gonna keep going, continuing cycles. Because once the blood shed and the tra someone experienced that trauma, of heartbreak of losing someone, then sometimes it's. It's not all, but some of the other friends are going to want revenge and want you to feel like the exact same way that they're feeling. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to get it to stop. Like some people say if you get the guy some money, it's not even that. It's not everyone in the groups. It's just certain people who keep things going. Like now you got face the social media. People will make a post about their friend trying to remember them. And you'll have someone else, one of the oppositions from the other group, laughing at it and things like that and that just brings up more emotions and it's like guys not I, I, I don't see it stopping anytime soon really mm. now you talked about your name ringing out mm -hmm. how important is it to have clout now when you're in the streets um i i think it's it's pretty important actually like not to be like have your name ringing to where the police is looking for you, but if you have your name ringing like and everyone knows you, it's kind of good because people will know. Okay, he's not someone to be played with. Mm. Wow. So wow. we're dealing with a whole different way of thinking now. I'm, you know, I'm older than you, so I'm. I'm I think I'm a generation or two before you <laughs> when it comes to the streets. So I know our generation was totally different when it came to beefs. There was a little bit order and structure but now yeah there, there's no order and structure there and, and you mentioned something about drugs yeah. so how often are, are, are guys popping pills or what is that life like i mean some guys like some guys go hard they do it every day if they can afford it but some guys just do it on the weekends you know it's it's just depending on that guy his his bank account however his pockets are set up and whatever type of mood he's in we all are dealing through a lot of trauma because we losing people daily so it's, it's really no telling so when you said that that's 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 good so if they popping pills every day Man. and they shoot us uh -huh. then they could just be triggered by the slightest little memory or they could see a car look like one of the ops in it because they high, they popping pills, now they're about to go run them down. I mean, I'm just giving a scenario, right? I mean, that could be, I mean, just asking, I'm just saying, trying to make some Yeah, up. no, no, yeah, that's that's a possibility, yeah. Cause mm -hmm. some guys get off these drugs and it clouds their, 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 their thinking up and mm -hmm. they just go off energy and emotions and that's not, that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you driving around, and we hip hop dudes, right? And yeah. there's a lot of different kinds of hip hop, and we know that hip hop comes from all angles, yeah. mindsets, mm -hmm. all that. Uh -huh. But then these guys who live this life are making music. They making music to kind of amp somebody up to yeah, be able sure. to, you know. So if you riding around listening to somebody talking about shooting your ops or popping this pill and all that, mm -hmm. and then you add mm -hmm. it to that's already your lifestyle, you can see how like it can just make things worse, right? And so, I mean, I love the fact though 
uh, Chuck, how you talking about like why they popping? You like they going through trauma. We losing people every day, yeah. and that's that yeah. humanizing point. You know, like think about losing people. Be worried about losing your closest friends or family every single day. What do you do to sustain? It, it like makes sense, right? It's not like. Why are they popping pills? No, it makes sense. Right. Like, why are people doing that, man? So I just want to say thanks for sharing that and put some perspective on it. Oh, can wow. I ask one another question? Can And if you can't answer this, that's fine. About how many people have you lost to the streets? Mm -hmm. um, I would really have to sit down and, and write the names out to give you, to be able to give you a specific um, number. Um, the guys in the group that I'm with, it's about seven. Mm. So seven guys, is that within the past five to ten years? or um, Yeah, the past six years. Six years. Now, I want to say something about that. Imagine you growing up with cats. Like, how long you known them, these guys you're talking about? Um, these guys, these were guys I went to elementary See? school with. So these are guys I knew from the sandbox. Y'all was coloring together. Y'all yeah. was doing yeah. alphabets together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And now you with them. You don't expect the kids you hung out with in preschool yeah. and knew and hung out with and trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, ding dong ditch and whatever else you playing. <laughs> you want to grow old with these cats. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. want to be like my friends on this radio show right now talking to me. We want to be able to say, yo, this is crazy. And then they die. Out of no real reason, not a war, not because they were fighting for their country, not because there was something that was significant. It was because they was at the right place at the right time. Somebody drove by on some nonsense because of what happened. Who the band with some bloodshed. Yeah, man. And now they gone. In an instant, in an instant. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Man, Chuck, you, you, said, you said something earlier about how you don't see how it's going to get any better, right? Mm. It's like it's it's at a, that just it's just kind of crazy level. Do you do you see the church and, and like do you see the church helping the situation or like intervening? Where do you see the church and like all that you've experienced? Um, and and you know you see the church like stepping in and like hey we're going to do this we're going to do that to alleviate or stop or change the situation. Um, not actually, not really from my past, um, experience, I don't see it coming. Like I, I kind of disconnected from church, from my past, my previous experience. So I can't really speak on the church we have because I, I'm, I'm so far, far disconnected from church, but I would like to get back into church because not all people are the same. Mm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Wow. Respect. But that's, that says something though right there, right? Yeah, it does. Just the reality of. <clears throat> what would be that motivation to have gone into uh, the church, yeah. you know, and everything else that's going on? It would it would almost be like a community that 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 cares. Right, <laughs> almost yeah. be yeah. like a community that says, "I see you as a human being and 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 a created in the image of God." It almost be like somebody who sees value in you, <laughs> even though you are this. You know, puff, puff, pass. Yeah. It would almost be right yeah, if that man. was the case. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, we were on the street on Trumbull, hanging out. The cops came, shut the block down on a good light and a good mood. We had food, we had a DJ, and we walking up and down. And all the guys we know at this smoking weed, and the chief of the commander was walking through, right? And he said, "Phil, I know what they are." They was like. What's up, Commander So and So? They was they was smoking weed. <laughs> they was smoking weed right in front of me. Shaking their shaking their hand. What's up, fellas? 
Why couldn't the church be that way? Yeah. Why couldn't the people of God be walking through it? People of God may be smoking weed just with you. You know, yeah. <laughs> Why? But I'm just saying that raw of a concern and care, not like I'm, I'll talk with you when you stop smoking the joints. Right. You, you know I what I'm mean, saying? To, to that point, <laughs> Phil, I mean, just hearing, after hearing, you know, Chuck's story, it kind of, you know, asked the question, man, like, what, what are we doing as a church? What are we mm. doing? Like, we, we arguing over, you know, services and songs and carpet or whatever. Or build, like, and you hearing, you know, Chuck's stories, like, yo, what, what are we doing? Like, what's important? You know what I mean? Like, where are we at? You know, it just, it just you know, Chuck's story just got me thinking, right. man, you know? You, when you look at what the church and the body of Christ, people talk about on Facebook or social media news, it ain't nothing for what's really going on. It's so far removed from what's happening for real, for real. Yeah. And I, and, and to be clear, you know, I'm, I know there are churches that are standing in the gap, right? I know there are churches that are doing, you know, they're doing their best and they're, you know, um, they're out there in the streets. But I mean, like, as a whole, like as a, we need to do better, you know? That's what I, just hearing Chuck's story is like, yo, where are we at, you know? Yeah, I, I talk about that all the time, right? Like, we also have always have the mentality, and it's like this on the block too, right? Like, he was talking about having your name ringing out, like being exceptional, everybody knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing in the church. Like, we want our individual church to be exceptional. Everybody talk well about what we do. You know, we be on the block. We be out there with, but we don't think about, like, not being the exception, but the church being the rule, like everybody being out there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, mm-hmm. whereas... Chuck grew up around churches that might have been out on the block and doing stuff, you know, being with Pastor Phil and all this other stuff. There's still always in the back of his mind, but man, that church didn't care nothing about my grandma. You know what I'm saying? And we don't get to erase his feelings about grandma's church just because our church, as we think it is, is exceptional. So this is why we got to think on a more collective. Like that church that's locked up all week on the corner, like we got to go in there and be like, do you know Chuck? You know what I'm saying? Because it really reflects on us, you know? Right. That's that's the thing. I mean, even even uh, three said it at the last show. He was saying that people don't know churches anymore. They know, oh, that, that's where Ruckus go. <laughs> that's where Ruckus right, go. Right, that's right. That's where Pastor Jay is at. That's yeah, where Rock yeah. On is at. They know the human being that means something to them. They create a, a touchable faith that says, oh, oh, that's a spot over there. I mean, I got a text the other day from a cat. Yo, Pastor, the church open it to you. Talking about laundry. I, mean, <laughs> I was. I wasn't even around the area. I was like, yo, uh, yeah, it's at 10 o'clock, sir. He knew me yes. about the church. Yeah. That's I go to. Yeah. It was already 10.30 when he hit me, but I'm saying, so you know. He associated you. <laughs> he associated you with the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? right. right. And what's the, what's the cost for people to do that? Mm. that? That's the thing I think that's really frustrating. What's the cost? You ain't going to be in no daggum church bulletin. You know, Phil was on the block 25 hours this week. <laughs> you know, Phil, Phil took six guys to breakfast. Ain't no, right. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no you know, hub. If that's your, what your thing is. Ain't, ain't no songs going to be sung. You know, feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, conversations, you know. And, 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 but it's real, though. It's where we ought to be, right? And, and, and being, being human in those spaces, man. And it's just so, to me, it's so daggum obvious. It's so daggum normal. It's so daggum how life ought to be. Right. Because of the reality of who Christ is in my life. So real that way, you know, Christ in me cussing people out, cussing, you know, cussing things out uh, and, and just hurt by whatever and frustrated by whatever. And, and, and that relationship with Christ is so real. He's not going to not be God if I'm cussing and wilding out and mad. He's still going to be God. And so I recognize that in my intimate relationship. And I want that for those who I have a chance to touch. I pray and desire that the body of Christ can be a part of that. Yeah, we'll be right back. 
Church on the Block. Stay tuned with us. We got more to come with Chuck and the great leaders on this microphone. Yo, you're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. Do not, you hear me? Do not touch that dial. Do not touch that knob. Don't unplug the Bluetooth. Stay right here with us. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Man, we've had a powerful time. This show is talking about the streets and the reality of us as followers of Christ to see human beings on the street. No matter if they're homeless, no matter if they're street-involved, gang-influenced, whether they're addicted, uh, that we see human beings creating the image of God um, who have detoured, who've just detoured in, in, in God's purpose for their life. And right now, um, in this segment, we want to uh, talk to young Chuck a little bit about where are you at right now? What's going on in your life? And, and how did you get here? Um, just just your own inspiration of being a totally uh, different man from the times before. Um, right now, I'm, I'm actually a brand new person. I just finished getting my record sealed and expunged. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm currently working as a um, professional life coach, and I'm actually giving back to the community that I was actually once upon a time tearing down. Mm. I'm, mm. Um, I'm, I'm giving, I'm mentoring young guys and letting them know that there's a different alternative to life than mm-hmm. just the street life. Um, I have three boys, two that live with me that I'm full. I have full custody of, and I'm doing. I'm doing a great parenting yeah. job. Yeah, awesome. sir. Yes, sir. Say that. Yes, sir. Say that. I, I actually cried yesterday at my my son's preschool graduation, so I feel like I'm getting old. All right. All right. Yeah, but um, other than that, um, I'm just I'm ready to like totally start a new new chapter of my life. I'm ready to. Move out of the city so I yeah. won't have to watch over my back and just live comfortable and, and be the best I can for my kids. Because the reality is, Chuck, that even though you on this path and have been on this path for a good minute, for real, you 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 know you even out the neighborhood and everything else like that. Other people may not be mm-hmm. and are still on something mm-hmm. even against you from mm-hmm. twenty twelve or something. Anything, yeah, right? For sure. That I, I say that just to educate people of sometimes how. Um, backstory is you hear something happening, somebody gets shot, yep, yep. but it was something that happened way long ago, oh, and this yeah. person thought it was over, and they at the store getting some gum, and the situation, uh, you know, goes left, you know, um, and sometimes uh, our awareness of it is only in the news clip, and not anything else other than that. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm praying that in our, in our conversation today, that folks who love the Lord, folks who seek to try to follow Christ, will recognize one question. Why have I seen young people in the block as human beings? Why have not I seen them as that? Why? What has caused me to hesitate? Answering that question in your own mind, on your own mind. Yo, so check it out. We got a song that we're about to play by my boy Point Ass, straight out of Gary, Indiana. The song is called Land of Make Believe. It fits everything we've discussed today. Check it out. Yes. In the land of make believe, you are all mine. In the land of make believe, I'm doing fine. Make and believe, you are here with me. Yeah, you know, we spend a lot of time pretending like we don't see what we see, like death is not happening, like we could just ignore it and flip the channel. But I'm hurting right now, my heart is heavy, so I had to speak out about the situation. In the best way I know how to. So y'all just listen to this record. 
and take yeah. action. This is the battle of the so-called menace, the emperor's apprentice, the good kid from a mad city like a Kendrick, where everyone's offended and everyone's a chemist. It ain't too many vegan, but they steady burn the spinach. He smiles with the grimace from seeing the ugly image of too much death in his youth, so his childhood is finished. <laughs> the chances of him growing old is like the slim ass. <laughs> the chances of him growing cold is by the minute from poverty by the pound and buildings just falling down. Can name the gun by the sound. There goes another round with hand signs and colors and neighborhood numbers. Can black the sky with bullets like arrows in 300. We love to rap about this life, but don't nobody want it. Just a bloody badge of honor to make a couple dollars and get a plan of escape for you and your baby mama. But for me, this is a life sentence and ain't no comma. I'm, I'm dreaming, dreaming, I'm dreaming, uh, uh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, nightmares and demons. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, uh, uh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, my love but hate is what we see. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, uh, uh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, nightmares and demons. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. Look, this is the ballad of the so-called menace, the emperor's apprentice, the good kid from a mad city like she Kendrick, where everything fitted and everyone's a critic, and ain't nobody perfect, but they pump her by appearance, until her heart is broken, ain't no daddy there to mend it, until her heart is broken, so she just put it on clearance, and met some bargain shoppers, and the options was presented, like dope gangs dripping to be the product of pimping, and ain't no stoplight when they start trafficking women, so since Green Mean Go, he Hey, what you mean, no? Then he throw a couple blows and her face gets swole. But all we care about is how she popping it on that pole. Not about how she lost control. Oh, it's suicide, though. Oh, that baby trying to grow inside. She about to a boat. And the church howling, Jesus say, girl, don't lose your soul. But it's hard for her to hear it when you treat her like a hoe. I'm, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. Uh, uh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Nightmares and demons. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. Uh, uh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. I love but hate. Is what we see it. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, nightmares and demons. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. Lord, won't you save me? Yo, that song was off the chain. I love Point Ash. The man is crazy with yeah, the lyrical. Yeah. Yo, the man is just bananas, man. I mean, wow. just just how he juggles the words and then the the, the insight of the whole song. Yeah, um, it's it's a beautiful song. I remember go on YouTube, look up the song. It's called Land of Make Believe. It's a whole video out there. My son happens to be one of the the, the people acting in there, but it it points to like our discussion was about how the church is it's missing. It's not, it's not seeing what we need to see. We're too busy celebrating other things. We're, we're, we're collecting money and uh, we're into politics, but we're missing the people. We're missing the, the chucks that's out there that disappear from mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. or 
or we're not paying enough attention to the trauma that's going on in our communities yeah. and, and the violence and the people that's hurting. And that's that's our responsibility. So mm-hmm. uh, check out the song. You know, I, I love to hear your thoughts on it. So check it out and hit us up on our social media platforms and give us your feedback. Sure. Man, thank sure. you. Uh, uh, Ruckus for that song, bring that up, man, and and thank you, Point, for being a, a great artist to see that and, yes. and work perfectly in this spot. Um, so, Chuck, let me ask you, what what would you say to young cats, um, you know, who had like the mentality that you had at twelve and eighteen, and even knowing where the root of your backstory came from, right, with with absent parents and and, and grandma and her health issues, and yet trying to find a way to make a way. What would you say to him, man? What would you say to him now, where now that you're on the other side? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say don't don't gravitate towards the streets. Use that um, <clears throat> the things that you're going through to motivate you to be a better person, and just so you can make it through. Wow. So, so using that hurt that you face or the trauma that you face, and use that as a motivation to go opposite of the streets. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's mm. good. And That's I want to know what's your, so you gave the message to the young people. What's your message to the church? Uh, my message to the church, just um, pay, more, pay more attention to, um, I guess, you, the, the whole audience, the, everyone who comes through the door. And, and um, when, when, when guys and people just disappear, it's not really for, it's not a, a reason. It's a real reason and why they are disappearing. So I feel like they should reach out more and see if they can uh, help with the problem than just letting them go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Man, that's good. That's good. So you heard it from his mouth. He said, "Come find him." Yeah. So his church that's yeah. on the south side. We need y'all to look him up. Come find him. Look me up, and I'll connect you with him. <laughs> One of your sheep is missing. That's it, man. Right, right. I'm sitting here as a pastor, man. Like, like this resonating so hard because, you know, being a pastor, right? Like, we find every excuse possible to not be connected to the neighborhood, whether it's our own families, whether it's our, you know, we got so much going on in our own house. I can't be worried about everybody else's kids. I got my own kids, you know, every excuse possible. But then we get worried and frustrated when these people that we supposedly, I'm air quoting, fear on the block, it seems like nothing changes. And so I think my question to you is, man, what would you say to people who are afraid, who like, you know, thinking about who you were, not who you are now. Mm-hmm. When you say, come and get me, come and find me. What would you say to somebody who's afraid that would kind of like take some of that fear away when they come in to find little Chuck on the block? Mm. Um, I think that they really shouldn't be afraid. I'm, I wasn't uh, who I wasn't uh, Chuck before, like the big bad Chuck when I first left um, church, I was still church going Chuck. So I feel like they shouldn't <laughs> even it. they shouldn't even been afraid to come and find me. Mm. They should have just came pulled up to my grandmother's house and been like, okay, she has a reason for not coming. What's yours? Okay, mm. you don't have a, a, a ride. She can't drive. We'll come get you. Things right. like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So they shouldn't have to wait till you eighteen and got a gun charge when you was still twelve. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense, man. Thank you. And then, no and then maybe some things that would would have been relevant too. Maybe it was a sports thing. Maybe it's like, okay, <clears throat> we're going to do some training. I mean, we're going to get all the young guys and do some something that may have also piqued your interest. <clears throat> why you do come versus, I mean, the stepping was cool. Maybe you was there with some people. Maybe you're trying to holler at a girl. Who knows? But being able to have uh, just some other things that make it relevant towards. Man, I'm going to come back because we're back to practice. We're playing flag football because church doesn't have pads. We're going to play flag. All those kind of things like that. I'm just adding. I ain't trying to put words in your mouth, but having a way in which 
churches and body of Christ can be relevant. And you don't even got to be in a church to have a, a flag football team. That's you right. know what I mean? That's right. You get, just get some flags, you get some duct tape um, <laughs> and, and make some stuff work. It doesn't take rocket science. You know, Common said, man, one of his lines I always love, he says, it don't take all day to recognize sunshine. Yeah. It yeah. don't take all day yeah. to recognize what's right to do. Yes, yes. So the reality of having that kind of tenacity oftentimes, I believe, can't be can't be taught. Some some can be taught, but some have got to come natural. I, I has to come, I believe, from a broken place from you as a follower of Christ to know what the heck God did to get your raggedy behind. You That's know what right. I'm saying? Right. Your raggedy behind wasn't it wasn't shining. You know what I'm saying? It was out there wilding, and whatever wilding was for you. Right. And somebody said something to you at a bar, at a club, at the at, at the at the job, or said something to you to make you think two or three times the detour you was on to make you. Recognize, you know, another world is possible. Another world is possible that you could that you could live in that space, right? And then perhaps maybe some people stayed with you, therefore not letting you go in the midst of all of that as well. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The uh, the the move of that takes courage. You know, uh, first of all, thank you, Chuck, for sharing your story, man. I think you know, as you were speaking, it just reminds me that we all need to be unlearning and relearning stories, mm. people. Um, and really, really kind of not, remember, you know, forgetting that we, we're all created in the image of God. We've all fallen short. We've all had my bad moments. We've all made mistakes. But, but really just relearning people, relearning stories and unlearning some things. Maybe we've been watching on the news. We've seen on you know television, whatever. Um, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just really, really understanding the stories, people's stories for ourselves, you know. So thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Yo, I just just want to say, yo, Chuck, for real, we appreciate you. You know, I think my 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 only, you know, hope for this thing really is is that when people see somebody that they might have a narrative about or a story about or believe something about, that they will remember you and your voice mm-hmm. and your story, yeah. and hopefully it'll cause them to 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 navigate that situation a little differently. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah. You know, Chuck. Um, I, I had the opportunity to meet one of your siblings, and I heard them one time when they said that you're a preacher. And it, uh, being a preacher don't necessarily means it looks like the preacher in the church, but yeah, it means right, right. you got stories to tell mm-hmm. that yeah. can lead people to salvation. And so I look forward to seeing God work with you on your journey, bro, and I appreciate you and love you, man. Yes, sir. Love you too, man. You've had a lot of young guys follow you. Yeah. Get their high school diploma. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get off the block. I mean, what did somebody say to me the other day? They said, Chuck, uh, I ain't, I, I, Chuck on his grown man stuff. <laughs> he said, you know what I mean? And that's inspirational. And, and, and you, you weren't, uh, you were being you. You were being you and making things happen, following your purpose and your passion in the midst of that, right? That becomes contagious. The other people say, yo, I'm not in a, I'm not in a, in a dead end. I'm just in a tunnel. Mm. Out, there's an exit out of this tunnel. That's right. Yo, I saw the exit for, oh man, Chuck got this. And moving in that space, man. So that's that's that preacher. You 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 preaching by your lifestyle. You preaching by your crazy sermons. But what you doing? You know what I'm saying? I want to say something before I drop these bars. We don't necessarily do this, but I want to ask if you listen to this show, man. Of course you listen to. It. That's why I'm, it's crazy. It's, just, it's what we say in church. If you're listening now, <laughs> if you feel inspired to send some money in support of Chuck. Mm. Yeah. 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 This is a miracle. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. That's I'm right. gonna ask you to pay a miracle and bring some holy oil from, you know, 25th Street. I'm saying right now, if you feel inspired to create support for Chuck and the movie he's on, you know, you can go to the fcac.org and go to the donate button and put, hey, this is for Chuck. His ten dollars, five dollars. We want to give it to him in support of what he has done. And is doing so. Yeah. Some I don't typically do, but I just feel inspired to do that uh, today. Time to drop bars. About to drop this section called bars. And my only way of rapping, so this is my my story that I dropped right here. There was a young boy who just moved to this little town, and he's in this little town and went to the store for his mom. He's like seven or eight years old, and as he's there uh, leaving the store, he got turned around. I don't know, it got darker or whatever, but he comes out the store and he's lost. He walks one block, goes another block, turns around. Finally, he just sits on a porch of somebody's house and just start bawling. Like, I don't know where to get home. I'm supposed to be home by a certain time. It's getting dark. A man drives up in his car and sees a kid crying and stops and says, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay, man? I don't, in his, in his tears, and he has an eight-year-old trying to cry and say, I don't know where I'm at. I'm lost. I, I just moved here. I, I don't know where, where my house is. He said, well, Tell me about your house. What, what about it? I'm from this area. What about your house? He said, well, all I know is a big cross where I, where I stay, a big cross by my house. And he says, oh, okay, get in the car. I know where you live. And the man took him to the crib because his crib was near church where the cross was. The man recognized that this kid just on a detour, just on a detour. He, he, he just got a little off on the purpose and passion where God had him wired. And he just knew right where that spot is. How many times have you driven by whether they're crying or not crying. They may be crying on their heart in life because they you see them on the block and they snapping and they're going off and they just mad about something. Somebody didn't bring them to Funyuns. They cool. Don't drive by anymore, people. It's just detours that they're on. Maybe God called you to pull over. Say, man, let me holler at you for a little bit. Do you believe that another world is possible? And maybe you are that person who could be that example to lead people out of that tunnel. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us.